Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Friends and faithful listeners, thank you for tuning in this morning to the P40 Ministries podcast. And this is your host, Jen, here. And I have a guest on the podcast today. And you might have heard him before. This is my brother-in-law, Mike. Yeah, he's a uh, pastor at his local church in Indiana. And yeah, I'm really excited for him to be on the podcast today because he's going to be talking about Exodus chapter 32 with me today, verses 7 through 14. And I have plenty of questions for him. But let's go ahead and jump right into the episode and talk about this. I will be reading out the WEB version this morning. I think Mike has a different version that he'll be discussing. And uh, yeah, let's see what we can come up with and um, grab your cup of coffee and let's go ahead and read. Yahweh spoke to Moses, go get down for your people who you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned away quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molded calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, Israel, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Yahweh said to Moses, I have seen these people and behold, they are stiff-necked people. Now therefore leave me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them and that I may consume them and I will make of you a great nation. Moses begged Yahweh his God and said, Yahweh, why does your wrath burn hot against your people that you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand. Why should the Egyptians talk saying he brought them out for evil to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the surface of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath and turn away from this evil against your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of the sky and all this land I have spoken of, I will give to your offspring and they shall inherit it forever. So Yahweh turned away from the evil which he said he would do to his people. So Mike, this is kind of a tough portion of scripture for me, and uh, we definitely have a lot to talk about here, but um, I want to ask you the first question, which is, what stood out to you the most regarding this portion of scripture? Well, thanks, Jen. So glad to be here back with you again. Uh, When I look at this passage, I think one of the things that most people do is they go directly to verse number 14 which I'm sure we'll get there here pretty soon. But when I look at this passage, uh, this is a passage about prayer and about how prayer influences God. Um, And I think it's really interesting how Moses was used by God uh, almost in a way to kind of stand in the gap and intercede on behalf of the people uh, towards God. So I just find that very, very interesting. And um, I think it's really neat kind of what Moses had to say um, to God, reminding him uh, about the things that God has already promised. Yeah, I totally agree. Thanks for sharing that with us. And uh, this is very much about prayer, I believe. Verses 11 through 13, basically, Moses is praying to God and asking God to basically spare the people from this judgment. He's about to 
give to the Israelite people from what from what they did with the golden calf. Because you remember what we talked about last time in Exodus 32 was verses one through six, which talks all about the golden calf and how the people literally like made this calf and was like, this is a God. And then we're like offering sacrifices and stuff to it. And then they uh, it says in my version, they rose up to play which um, if you go back to the Hebrew, basically means they were having sexual orgies with each other. But um, in verse 14, which is what Mike mentioned here, this is what really threw me off as well, because he's like, oh yeah, you know, everybody wants to jump to verse 14 and talk about that and talk about the inconsistencies, I mean, with the uh, scriptures or whatever. So Mike, what do you have to say here about verse 14? I would love for um, you to shine some light on this verse. So uh, to clarify, verse 14 says, so Yahweh turned away from the evil, which he said he would do to his people. And I believe uh, there's, I mean, depending on what version you're reading out of, it could say any number of things, but um, that's what the WEB version says. So Mike, shine some light on verse 14 for us, if you would. Okay, so let's go ahead and get to the nitty gritty part of this. So uh, when you look at uh, verse number 14, um, this I'm going to give you a few different ways that this is read out of a couple different translations of God's word. Uh, the King James Version translates this verse, and it says, And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. The NIV translates it, The Lord relented. And then the NASB puts it, the Lord changed his mind. And the translation that I use the most, uh, it's the ESV. It says again, and the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of bringing on his people. But uh, any way that you put this, uh, there must be something to learn, I believe, about prayer from a man whose prayer had such a very powerful effect on God. Uh, because again, this is about prayer. This is about a man praying and he is talking to God. Uh, the version that Jen read out, it says uh, Moses begged Yahweh his God. Uh, my translation reads, but Moses implored the Lord. And you think about Moses uh, knowing what is going to happen to the people and he is begging. I mean, he is really, really asking God uh, to be at work in this whole situation. And so when you look at that, Yahweh turning away or the Lord repenting, there we need to understand something about this because I think what the hangup that a lot of people have in this is that word repenting or turning away from. And we need to have a very good understanding of that word. And there is a huge difference between man's repentance and God's repentance. And so we need to understand the difference between the two of them. Man's repentance involves turning from sin to God. It always involves sin. And so when we look at this, this passage of scripture, God is not sinning. That's one thing that we have to, have to, have to understand is that God never has, nor will he ever sin. God never does evil. God is not the author of evil. God does not commit evil. Uh, scripture tells us that God is good. He's always good. Uh, the scripture also tells us that uh, God's loving kindness uh, extends forever and ever. So 
when we look at this, we can almost, if we're not careful, we can look at this and say, oh man, that means God was about ready to commit evil and he was about ready to do something uh, terrible and, and commit some horrible sin against uh, his people. But that's not the case. There's a difference between man's repentance and God's repentance. So man's repentance is always involves turning away from sin. But when the Bible speaks of God repenting, there is no thought of sin. Neither is there any hint of a violation uh, because God cannot sin. He is so pure. He is so holy. Uh, he can never do that. And the other thing is when you look at this, the fact that it's saying, you know, so Yahweh turned away from the evil, which he said he would do to his people. Again, in uh, the ESV, it says, and the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of bringing on his people. One thing that we have to remember is the fact that when God repents or when God um, has this thing of changing uh, the, the purpose or the plan, one thing we need to remember is that God never wavers in his purpose or changes his plans in response to man's doing. In other words, man cannot ever stop God's plans or his purposes. God's plans and his purpose has always have already been set, uh, even from the very beginning, from the very foundation. So you cannot change God's plans or his purposes in what he is doing. And so God does not change. He is immutable is what uh, scripture tells us. He says that he does not change. He changes not. And his purpose and his plan has always been from the very beginning. Here's a few verses uh, that we can look at to just maybe help us understand this a little bit more. Isaiah 46, 10 says, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Ephesians 1.11 says, In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Uh, he does not change his mind as man does. Uh, 1 Samuel 15, 29 says, He who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind, for he is not a human being that he should change his mind. And I think that right there, that verse right there is very key there in uh, 1 Samuel 15, 29. The fact that it says that God is not a human being that he should change his mind. So Jen, knowing those verses there and knowing what it says, how do we then put this uh, scripture in light of how we should view this then? Well, firstly, one thing I would like to say is the word evil actually kind of tripped me up a little bit. And from the different versions you were reading, I think it could best be translated as judgment, you know, so, but one thing that came to mind while you were speaking was later on in the books of Jeremiah, which is something I'm currently doing in my personal reading, God is talking about the judgment he is going to bring on Israel and you know, his promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or Israel, still came to fruition even after that, 
when after the Babylonians came and uh, basically desecrated Jerusalem and uh, Israel, but God's purpose was still fulfilled. So that's that's kind of where I feel like this is going a little bit is that God was going to bring a judgment down on the people, but in his mercy chose to forgive them right then and there when Moses prayed to him rather than, I don't know, like waiting later on. (laughs) Yeah. You are, you're hitting really close to home here uh, with that. And, you know, again, I, I look at that verse, especially out of first Samuel 15, 29, he who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind for he is not a human being that he should change his mind. So kind of along with what you're you're looking at here, all right? God does not change his plans or his purposes. He always these things have already been set from ancient times is what uh scripture uh, has to say with that. So when we look at this about God repenting or God turning away from the evil which he said that he would do to his people, Um, We need to understand that there are two different views here. There is man's view, and then there is God's view. And our view of God is very limited uh, because God's ways are past our ways of of ever knowing them, ever figuring them out. I mean, God is, is... is higher and his it even tells us that his thoughts are not our thoughts as far as as, as the the heavens are from the earth so are his ways from our ways and so god is totally unique in the fact that he's not like man um he is he stands in a category all on his own and so when we talk about the fact that um you you're having god's point of view here in God's view, he never does change his mind. God always remains the same. But man, however, could look at this and we're looking at it and we're going, oh, well, look, there's 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 something that's happened. There's There's been a change here, but God never does change. And so I really like the, the thing which you brought in there about God's mercy and God doing those things. And, you know, one thing that we need to remember is that God's plans, his purposes never do change. But when we bring this whole thing in here about prayer, what God is trying to to get us to see is for us to align our purposes and our plans with his. Um, I think a great example of that is when you see Jesus praying in the garden. Um, Jesus already knew the father's plan and the purposes but he's there in the garden and he's struggling and he's struggling in prayer. And, but then yet he still brings his will under God's will. And he says, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. I mean, and here's Jesus knowing the the things that are going to be coming, knowing that there's going to be a cross, knowing that there's going to be rejection from the father, that the father is going to turn his back on his son, knowing that Jesus is going to bear the wrath uh, of God uh, upon himself for our sin. He knowing all of that, knowing the pain, knowing the, the, the sorrow that all of that's going to bring. He, he tell, he asked God, God, would you, would you take this cup away from me? But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And so again, I I think this thing about prayer, you have Moses 
interceding on behalf of the people, right? I mean, this is, this is a great picture of even like Jesus, Jesus interceding on our behalf. In fact, in the book of Hebrews, uh, it tells us that Jesus is better than Moses, right? And uh, you have this great picture of Moses here uh, interceding on the behalf of the people and reminding God of his plans and his purposes. And God's plan and purposes was never going to change, even though it looks like he, it's almost like God kind of like forgot. God doesn't forget. Mm -hmm. uh, he already knows what he's going to do. Um, it's just a very interesting verse. And, and I think it's important that we don't get too hung up on it because uh, a lot of people can take this verse and they can try to uh, twist it and, and make it almost seem like God is not the God that he says that he is and that he's doing something else and that he's now changed things. But if God already has a plan and a purpose, he's not going to change that. Man changes, God never does change. And I think that's real important that we need to remember that. I think one last thing I want to mention real quick, though, is the difference between Aaron and Moses. Because we saw Aaron, like, you know, going and doing this golden calf thing and like building this calf with his own hands and then, you know, going along with the people and everything, which is funny because Aaron was supposed to take the place of Moses as the high priest. So we see the difference between a bad leader and a good leader here, you know, Aaron being the bad leader, Moses being the good leader. And I think later on, maybe Aaron got a little bit better, <laughs> a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, we see how like the, the, the difference in what a good and bad leader can do. And that's kind of what we talked about on Monday is just be careful who, uh, you're listening to, because it can definitely, uh, cause a lot of destruction <laughs> if you're listening to, uh, bad influences, but with, within the church leadership or anything like that. But anyway, uh, Mike, thank you so much for coming on this podcast today. And um, is there anything else you would like to add to this uh, this episode? Yeah, I just really kind of want to leave you just with a thought here. You know, there's a lot of things in scripture that are hard to understand. And it, even scripture tells us that if we're not careful, um, we can almost twist those scriptures into them saying what, what they're really not. And it's just real important that we never try to spiritualize uh, any type of uh, uh, text, trying to make it say what we want it to say. Um, you know, God speaks very plainly, very clearly, but there are times that uh, there are certain scriptures, such as uh, here in uh, Exodus, uh, verse number 14, about, you know, the Lord repenting and turning away uh, from that, that. That's a little hard to understand. And I just want to kind of encourage you and kind of leave you with this thought. Uh, Deuteronomy 29, 29 says this. It says that the secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. And you know, there are things about God, there are things that God does that we don't even understand or even know of and they're secret things and they belong to God and God alone. That's why, that's why it makes God so unique because we can never ever plummet the depths of who he is. 
He is eternal. He is awesome. And he is just beyond anything that we could ever compare to anyone or anything. That's what makes him so, uh, so unique. And so don't, don't try to, uh, decipher and figure out everything that, uh, might be hard in, in scripture to understand. Um, and don't spend all your time trying to, you know, uh, figure out what this means and what that means. I think what's important is that you're reading God's word, you're applying the scripture to what it says. If God says, don't do this, don't do that. If God says, do this, you need to do it. Um, you know, repenting daily of your own personal sin and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead your life, direct it so you can grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, thanks, Mike. That's great. I really appreciate everything that you said on the podcast today. And uh, you definitely helped me because... <laughs> <laughs> my brother-in-law was in town and I'm just like, I don't get what this is saying. Can you come and help me? So he graciously uh, took his time to come over and to help me out with this passage. And um, yeah, so thanks, Mike. I appreciate it a lot. And hopefully I'll have you back on soon sometime. But anyway, friends and faithful listeners, make sure to subscribe to the website, www.p40ministries.com. And also subscribe to the YouTube channel, which I will drop a link to in the bio of this podcast episode. And uh, I didn't do it last time I said I would, but this time I will. <laughs> so you can go over there to the YouTube channel and you can uh, check that out and subscribe. But anyway, friends and faithful listeners, have a fantastic rest of your day. And as I say at the end of every single podcast episode, happy listening and God bless.